Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for The Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 324B, the second episode for the week where we'll now discuss our thoughts on Apple TV Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Maxwell, Roger Stillian, and Christopher Bond for the episode discussing John Wick Chapter 4, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, and trailer talk. Check out episode 324A, posting on Tuesday, 4-4. 4-4. John Wick 4. I'm 4-4. Yes. Well, Jim, we watched another movie for the week, Causeway. Yes. I mean, you guys did. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> right, let's look at the Rotten Tomatoes. 84% on the on the tomato meter. Not too shabby. 73% on the audience score. Obviously, um, not 11% less thought good of Causeway than the critics did. I so mean, so the, well, well, so on a movie like this, just on the on the ratings, real quick, I can see why it, this would be more of a critic film than it will be an audience film, just because of, sure, just, of course. It, not to put this the wrong way, but like you got to think a little bit in this. That like you know, it, it, it's a more of a connection movie and putting yourself in people's shoes to like really you know get a good reaction from yourself out of this film. So it's not just a sit down watch it and all right, it was a pretty good movie. It's one of those things where like you want to be engaged with the content that you're that you're going to see here. I agree. I I, I, wholly, I wholeheartedly agree that it's either um, you'll know pretty quick if you're in or you're out. The movie doesn't change tone, so yep. it is that. This way. is a thinking movie. It is Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Tyree Henry, Linda Edmond, James, Jane Houndyshell, Stephen McClinsky Henderson, sorry McClinley Henderson, and R- Russell Harvard, directed by Lila Nugenbauer. Roger, tell us what Codwood Causeway is about. So, real short synopsis on Causeway is Jennifer Lawrence's character comes back from Afghanistan. She had suffered a traumatic brain injury when her um, convoy got blown up by an IED. And it's, what's her name, Lindsay. And, you know, she's kind of rehabbing herself back into the regular world. Like, she's not physically injured in any real way but like her brain's not exactly firing correctly so this is her growing back into a functioning member of society trying to get her life back in line and she ends up meeting uh brian tyree brian tyree henry's character james he's a local mechanic that helps her out and this is kind of about their relationship with each other and the friendship that they form um so Grayson named off like six or seven people in this movie. <laughs> There's like three characters here. <laughs> um, not that that's a bad thing. It's just, it, it's funny to think about like those people getting billed or anything. Um, James, Lindsay, Gloria, the mom, and I guess technically the doctor and her brother are the only people. Well, and then the, what's it, Sharon, the nurse in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like those are the only real people I even consider <laughs> part of this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like this movie. Um, how about you guys? I, I did like it. I, I wasn't blown away, like thought it changed my life, but I did appreciate the simplicity of the storytelling. Two broken people find each other and they help each other to heal. That's what this yeah, is. And that's it's, fair. At, at, at its core, it's a, it's nice to see these movies in, in, in the age of Marvel, or we, we may even like be a little bit past the age of Marvel, but at least in this age where so much of it is, I mean, the other movie we talked about this week, John Wick, has so much going on at all times. Just so much going on on the screen. Gunfights with hundreds of people. And this is not that. This is the other side of the spectrum. 
very simple, dialogue driven, two people just talking and figuring each other out on screen. Yeah, well, it's, it's part of the character development. So, well, I mean, you you stole what I was going to say about this movie is, and it's that you know, broken people have a, have a tendency to find other broken people, and you know, sometimes it's for the better, sometimes it's for the worse. But you know, it's almost like people that you know are broken in some way. You can kind of see that in others, and. In this story, it's it is a positive thing because it brings two people together that you know end up not needing each other, but that they find comfort within each other's company, and for all the all the right reasons. Sure, I agree. It's one of those things that I I love when writers choose to divulge information in different parts parts of the movie, and mm-hmm. without spoon feeding it to people, you're able to pick up without being without the actors, for instance, finishing a line that something happened to someone, you're able to put it together and, okay, something terrible happened to that person and that person's responsible. That's yep. also what I like about a movie like this is it's not, you're you're asked to watch with your brain instead of, you know, you're, instead of just actively watch it, you're, you're or sorry, instead of just passively asked to watch it, you're, act, you're asked to actively watch this and kind of go on a journey for 90 minutes with these characters and figure out what's going on with them. It's a very mm-hmm. intimate movie in, in in that way. We we just don't get many of these, and I appreciate it when we do get them, especially with people that we like. You know, for as much joking as we do about Jennifer Lawrence, about what she said, she is good. She's she a very is, good actress. She's a very good actress. She, she uh, is. But she just, I mean, she maybe the best movie. action star we've ever had. I mean, maybe, it was just at least the first. The first in two thousand twelve. Yeah, the first female action star, no doubt, in Hunger Games. Yeah. If if you if you're screaming into your mic or your radio right now, it's because she said that about herself. Uh, but <laughs> all things aside, I mean, she is a very good actress. She does do it well. Although I think in this movie, this movie actually belongs to Brian Tyree Henry. If you ask me, I would agree to that. That's why yeah. he got Oscar nominated That's for this why. movie. I'm sure this actually hits home for a lot of people too. The how this mm-hmm. movie starts out is it's a realistic story. Well, that's the thing is we. We've all known people who have, especially Roger, me and maybe me and Roger more than Chris, because when we were young, that's when, you know, the the um, the 2001 thing happened, and then they started to you know really ship people over there, and we all knew friends after high school that went off to fight, uh, in a you know in a combat zone somewhere, and maybe just didn't come back right. I know, I know people that didn't come back at all. So yeah, so do yeah. I. And I mean, and, and and then the generation before, you know, Nam, and then there's always been a war where, where people. I mean, I think most people can relate to a character like this one. It's it'd be easy to relate to Lindsay because I think most people know a character like Lindsay who's come back either very incomplete or not at all. Yep. Is that is that is that easy to uh to assume that most people do know I, this character? I do. And the one thing I want to talk about with Lindsay, just real quick, if I could have just a second, is, and I've, I've mentioned this on this show, I, I read a book in, over the past six or seven months about a gentleman that had a traumatic brain injury. They call them TBIs. Um, and this, watching the beginning and every time she's at the doctor's office really made me drive home the point that like that book of how like serious some of that stuff is about how you feel like you're disconnected from your whole body at sometimes and you can't do anything about it. Um, so it was nice to have that kind of like perspective. Like I knew immediately what was going on with like the, they're her doing like the finger thing and she can't touch her own nose. It's because her brain legitimately got shaken so hard and so violently it's not firing right. 
Like it's like the pistons in a car. They all move at a certain time to make the engine go. And one of them now is just not doing it. So mm. um, there, there really is no cure for that. Um, your brain just kind of has to reset itself over time. And that's, that's what we see the progression of her, you know, at first being in like live in care and then, you know, progressing to driving and then doing things by herself, but she still has to write stuff down because sometimes that little light doesn't flicker the way it's supposed to and short term memory goes away and stuff like that. So this is I think this is one of the one of the realistic sides of this movie is this is a fairly accurate portrayal of somebody who has a traumatic brain injury, but it is not completely debilitated by it. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, she's kind of a success story, too, because, you know, she does manage to get all the way, almost all the way rehabilitated to the point where, and, you know, in the end, I'm getting a little far ahead of myself, but the military is going to take her back. Well, she well is going the, to doctor would, the doctor would sign the paperwork saying that she's cleared to go back. Okay, well, that's what she, she very much intends to do at one point in this movie is go, that's kind of her goal the whole time is 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 that. But it's also other things, you know, we, we, we learn as you know, without telling you in so many ways as she's going through this rigorous um, with living with this woman who's trying to teach her how to get her back to a rehabilitated state, rehabilitated state where she can take care of herself again without any help. Yeah. Again, this is a real thing for people and some people do need this help when they come back or just sometimes because something, something might happen to you in a car accident or walking down the street, you know, things happen. Yep. But in this instance, it's, 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 coming back from a, uh, a war zone that this happened to her. And it's one of those things where it's, she's learning how to like be a person again. And even mm-hmm. certain, even small things like bathe yourself mm-hmm. to, we, as we see, like she needs to get in the groove of that again. And that's, I can see why some people might watch this movie and be like, yeah, this isn't for me because it, it is a slow beginning, but it's, it's by design. I think that, that very slow, you know, the first half hour is so slow. Yeah. But again, it's. Well, I think it's. I mean, that way. not that I think that it's bad in this movie's case. I would honestly say that none of this movie's really fast. True. It, it, it is all character-driven story, and ninety-nine percent of this movie is just conversations, person to person, people around Lindsay and in Lindsay's life. Right? Like that's all that this movie is. There's no action sequence. There's no deep-seated dream situation there's no cgi there's none of that it's just Lindsay adapting or not adapting the scenarios that she's put in and listen i i don't want to be super spoilery here but she's not put in any kind of life or death scenario but like there are one of the things that she goes through in her life in her given day like she is learning like she's learned to drive again like she's comfortable with doing it and the first time she gets her truck out from storage at her mom's house, something happens to it. And not only does her car break down, she has a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, that's debilitating for her. <laughs> so we get to see like how she copes with it. And turns out it, it's not a super big deal, but you know, her brain, like she can't process it and she gets frustrated. And then she's more, she's more on edge because she got annoyed by herself. Like, I just can't fucking handle this. Like that sort of scenario. So like, again, like this feels like a realistic portrayal. I mean, listen, we all get pissed off if something happens to our car, right? Isn't that realistic? Of course. Yeah. But imagine not having the emotional capacity to handle that. Like, what would you do? Like you might sit there and just cry, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
because like shit like that can happen to people and it's well, unfortunate that it does but it absolutely that's very real to me well it's one of those so. things where I, I i know i've dealt with it for you know the most minor of things but it's you know when you can't do something that you used to be able to do or you can't do it well and it causes you problems it's extremely frustrating because it's so hard yep. to unlearn the fact that you can't do something anymore and, and or you can't do it the same way and you know i, I broke my hand a while back and I still there's times where like I'll go to pick something up and I just don't have the right grip on it and it just falls through my hands and you know, like falls to the floor. And it's super That's... frustrating and on such a small scale that it sounds petty for me to even bring it up compared to this. No, but, but it, it, it that fits with this movie though. Yeah, it, it and it does and it's like there's points in this film where like it's like I can see why she's so frustrated like when she's when she drops her snow cone right yep snowball and, yep. and she, yeah she freaks out and she like she has a, like a, like a, a mini meltdown about it. And it's because like like that shit is so frustrating to people when you have to like when you used to be able to do things that were so simple and now you just can't anymore because of something that like you know like your brain sees it just can't connect with. It's mm-hmm. it, it, it can make you emotional. It, it can make you angry. It can make you frustrated. Yeah. All yeah, those you're feelings so are very pissed real. off you can't do anything else about it but cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, to the point where she's in mid conversation, she was, and he's just like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yes, but I would just like it if I didn't fucking drop shit all the time." Yep. Which, and he doesn't get mad. He doesn't say anything like, "Ooh, you're snap." You know, he's just like, "I understand." Yeah. He's like, "That's probably shitty," <laughs> you know. So, um, the one the one thing I really want to dig into with this movie is, you know, obviously the story you guys have both alluded to it. It's broken people helping and find or finding and helping each other yeah. you know so brian tyree's brian tyree henry's character here is like he's not a perfect person mm-hmm. you know bad stuff has happened to him in his life or he was the cause of something or par- partially the cause of something bad that happened to someone else in this movie and we you learn that further along and I won't I won't want to spoil that but like he's yeah, his, his story you know, is also tough his his story's kind of fucked um you know somebody died he ended up losing his leg in a car accident that sort of stuff and you know he's he's had it rough but he's getting by right like that that's mm-hmm. that to me is the overall feeling of this is just about getting by you know not just surviving but you know doing well and having a friend along the way. And mm-hmm. I, I think that the, at one point, you know, you think that they would be romantically involved and then it's not. And then something really changes in that dynamic and it leads to like a giant fucking blow up for everybody. And like, that's, that's realism to me in a scenario oh, yeah. like that, because somebody says something that's as soon as it comes out of their mouth, they know they shouldn't have said it. Or that, and they didn't mean it the way that it sounded, exactly. and it's yeah. just like, fuck, yep. and <laughs> you know. Like, and like, look, we've we have all been in scenarios like that, right? Yeah. Like where you know you're you're like things are kind of okay, and then you say something, and like you went from what could have been a cool moment or even just a good moment, and everything just goes fucking sideways on you. And imagine dealing with various forms of trauma in your life and the stories behind that. And you just unloaded some of that stuff Mm -hmm. and it leads to this massive fight between people who basically are best friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like you guys ever fight with your friends? Oh yeah. Of course. (laughs) I mean, you, you wouldn't be, you've had some, you've had some of the worst fights with the people you love the most, right? Like Mm -hmm. legitimately that's, that's part of how things are. 
And when you see that happen, like I felt bad when like in this movie, like this movie made me feel like, fuck, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like I was like, man, I wish that hadn't happened. Yeah. Well, and his, his reaction to that moment is it's very real. It's very, yes. you know, it's kind of like, you know, OK, what the hell is happening now? And yep. he's mad about it because it's something where like, you know, he has every right to be mad about it. Yeah. too. Yep. hundred percent. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the, you talking about the moment in the pool. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. That's where the movie comes to a head. And then, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that is the, it's supposed to be the scene of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, listen, I think it is right. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. It, it absolutely is. And it's, that's, that's the thing though. It's about before that, for instance, after she comes home and she says, no, my, my mom's going to get me. How yeah. old she at the bus station. Mom doesn't get her. We get without being told that her mom is shitty and sometimes is not the best mom. We're shown well, it. So hold, hold on. I, I, I do want to defend mom in one scenario here. Um, at first, when we first meet mom. So mom says, wasn't I supposed to pick you up on Friday? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's clearly not Friday. Am I am I wrong in that? See, I got I took it as that she just wanted to get away from Sharon or get get out on her own again. So yeah. she told her, like, yeah, I have somebody there to pick me up. Yeah. Because like, listen, we learned throughout the course of this movie that mom's not exactly a great mom, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's all well and clear. But like I don't think she did anything wrong at first. Like I, I have the understanding that everything she said is probably accurate. Maybe. But <laughs> or even time. to the point where Lindsay doesn't remember what she told her mom. Maybe, yeah. But it could also and, and which is true because she does have a memory. And listen, I can also be completely wrong. So well <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's more along the lines of because it, sh- it because of the hospital scene later on that happens that she probably told her mom, hey, I need you this day, and then her mom mixed it up or something you know, okay. along the way. Which is possible, sure. I think either way can play this way, and I think it makes mm-hmm. sense how, you know, however you cut it, which I, I think yeah. is a strength of the movie of like the relationships and the, and the way that we understand the characters that we're given. Well, I don't... So we do see the scenes of her literally standing there at the bus stop, like waiting for someone like she's obviously mm-hmm. waiting for like she's not moving to her next destination. We see nope. two or three scenes of her just standing there like with her bag. So like I think obviously that says that her mom was the one that mixed up the date. Maybe. Okay. Well, her, it, her it mom was the responsible one. It also doesn't mean that she convinced herself that this was the day and time that she told her mom and she could have been wrong yeah. though. Cuz she didn't point. tell mom no and she very well could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I hadn't considered that. Yeah. But um, mom, mom's still not the greatest mom in the world. Well, no, Ken, mom, let me listen. I don't, I don't want to talk about mom too much because she's not really that important yeah, here. Really, but can I ask you guys a question that just kind of like it just spun through my brain? Yeah, yeah. What does mom do? Mom works in the department store, and yeah. okay, she is she is some sort of like like management or some office level like yeah. office management style person in a department store. It, yeah, right. So the whole scene with her. And Lindsay in the pool, their little inflatable pool, yeah, takes place at like one forty-five a.m. Yeah, who the fuck is calling her at one forty-five in the morning? Ted, her boyfriend, she just broke up with. Her and Ted broke. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, when she walks in, she's on the couch listening to sad music, which isn't the music that they listen to. Uh, okay, and she I she's got have. yeah, she's got like uh, tissues and shit around her. She said not to judge her. Okay, and, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I guess I missed that. 
Because I was yeah. like, who the fuck is calling yeah, her at 1.45 a.m. Yeah. for this, a department this is, store manager? This is why subtitles are greater for me and Grayson compared to how you, you without Oh, subtitles. I mean, that's that's fair because, yeah, because I didn't catch that. Because because it, it, it does give you the subtitles about like a little bit of the phone call, which is even shittier because he like she tells Ted, mom tells Ted that, you know, no, I'm busy. You know, I don't I don't I don't want to talk to you right now. And then turns into. Oh, I'm not doing. Yeah, I'm not doing anything important. Let, you know, let, let me go to the bedroom so I can talk to you more. When you know she's waiting for her in the pool, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's just so. that was my point. Like yeah. another shitty mob move that. Yeah. Um. You know, she said, "I'm not doing anything. I can talk." Like that's all that I. I do think subtitles really benefit in that situation okay. because it mm-hmm. wasn't. The sound was also. Oh, see, Liz, I I didn't pick that up. So see, sound is also it was also like meant to sound like. Lindsay was was outside in the pool and her mom was in the kitchen. It was meant to sound like that too. Like there was mm-hmm. a muffled and like we saw the s- subtitles. That's it's a good point, Chris. That people watching subtitles may have picked up on more than people without. Yeah, and that's a very good point though. Is I always watch everything with subtitles. Mom, of course, Same. she's on my streaming and she's deaf, so she has to have subtitles. So I've just grown okay. very accustomed t- to them. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. So that's and it's but like her home life too is it's the furthest thing from ideal ever. Is in yep. you know, awful ha- like house of you know questionable, condemning status outlook on the outside. Inside's okay, but you know it's just one of those things. Like it's it's an it's an easy situation to write for a character of everything. And then you know she gets a job. She starts working in a pool, and she kind of things start to look up. And then you know she meets this guy, and like it just the whole relationship with those two. Like that's the rest of the movie going forward, though. Too. Yes. That's, that's what's so great about that is, especially as we learn more about what happened to Tyre or Henry's Tyrese Brian's character is what is his name? James James. And uh, he does a great job with the, from what little time I spent in Louisiana, he does a great time with the, uh, the language of the, like the, of the, the the dialect of the area. Like he does a great job with that. And it's, it also was like, I was so impressed by that, but it's also what little we learn. We keep getting fed little, little spoon chunks. I even think his story is more interesting than her story. Or his side of it, any anyway, like why he is the way he is, is well, how it unfolds is interesting. Well, he's got this so. huge penance too. That mm-hmm. that's the thing is like that's why I like the writing of it's not nothing spoon fed to you in this movie. You have to figure. I mean, if you're not paying attention, you could very easily miss a ton of detail. Which oh is yeah, you have to listen to their conversations. That's <laughs> which for is, sure. Which is great though, and the the whole thing about the moving in part I thought was also awesome, and it just it comes to a, it it ends in a great way too. Is I'm not sure I would have ended it the same way that they did, but similarly is what I'm saying. Is I would have done. I'm okay similarly. with the ending though. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, I, no, I didn't have any qualms, but I it just was I very thought we were fitting go, for this movie is what I thought. I thought we were going to go one step further. Is um, I don't know what that step would have been. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think there yeah. would have been one more thing further in that direction than like maybe them both going in the house instead of just standing there, but. Um, it, it, it is a very fitting ending for how this movie kind of lines up. And mm-hmm. it's it's one of those movies that, like, I... Well, let me ask you this. Will you watch this one? Will, will you willingly put this one on again? I, I wouldn't. Like, it's... <sighs> so... The story's done. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like I need to, to revisit this world again. No, I, I will sidestep that question and say I would definitely recommend Causeway to most people. Is that fair? Yeah, no, of course that's fair. Yeah. Um, I listen, 
do I think I missed any real setup in this movie that would, if I watched it again, I think I would change the opinion of anything or any person involved. No, I don't think so. Um, but it's, it's like, as we go along and we watch the story, I don't think rewatching it would help me be like, Oh, well, I understand why this person did that. It's pretty straightforward to me. Um, you know, listen, even to his reservations about why he doesn't want to get in the pool, you know, like, listen, I get it. His fucking <laughs> leg, you got amputated. Like that's not yeah. something he's comfortable with mm-hmm. showing off all the time. I understand that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who wouldn't understand that? That's the whole thing is, and then, like, that's the whole thing with the vulnerability in the pool. And then she does what she does. And that's why he acts like he does. It's just, I, mm-hmm. oh, when that was unfolding, I was like, oh, that's, man, listen, so that's a, that's a cool, listen, that's a strong scene by two very accomplished people. Agreed. Right. Now, listen, it's not like cinematic masterpiece here, but that's good story with just two people fighting with each other. Right. Like, that's how good it can, can be. And also, it, I think, Roger, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about that scene about, like, it it physically made you uncomfortable to watch that scene. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Yeah. I was, like, I was, you know, like, twisting on the couch, like, ugh, this is, this is a little uncomfortable now. But it's, yeah. it, well, well, I mean, especially with what she tells though. him to begin with is, like, you know, that she has girlfriends, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, it's like, what are you doing? Why well, so I was watching it with my wife and I was like, she did that. She started that. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, especially because when when they first like start really hanging out, and he he helps her move that thing or that whatever that elliptical machine is that she used to work out, and then it's he tries to walk machine, away. You rower you simpleton. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I'm a simpleton. I get it. Gym boy. <laughs> nope. When she um when and then she's like hey you want to get a burger and he turns around and just look on his face and again he's a good actor he's like okay i'm past the first awkward asking her out part she asked me out like we're in baby and they go out and have a burger and a beer and then like some guy comes over heckles them and you know it's very like everything about that scene is set up so he can keep thinking that she's into him and then she drops that bomb later about well when i do want to be romantic it's with a girl it's not with a guy Mm -hmm. sorry and then, like to later, well, no. Like, but then, but listen, he plays it like a champ. He's like, I get yes. it. No, he 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 definitely does. And it's although <laughs> it's kind of soul crushing to every guy to you know to go through that. I get. But, it. I like girls too. <laughs> <laughs> awkwardly look 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 at the camera, bust a take. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I totally. But then that's why the pool scene is so great. Is everything comes to a head right there in the, in that pool too? Like that's why it's such a wonderful scene to have. Is Oh man, so good. Did you do you guys think we were gonna get just one last question before we uh, move to score it on my part? Is a two parter. Did you guys think we were gonna when she was talking about to the therapist or to the doctor what had happened to her? Are are you guys completely satisfied with the fact that we didn't see it, or do you guys want to see it, or is that just me wanting too much? That's just you wanting too much. Yeah, okay. so her I, telling that story is perfectly fine for me. So I think seeing it that way, the only thing it does, if you want it like on a positive scale, it, it, it lets you see the trauma that, that made her where she is through through her eyes. But this movie isn't about reliving that. The movie is about the journey away from and her getting over it all. So making her relive it like that and like you understand it from that point of view, I don't think is what's important. Well, I and important I, I would... Forward. I would... Also say she brings up the point to the therapist or the neuro- neurologist, sorry, the neurologist 
that that's not the only trauma in my life. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And like, I think that that should be the key to be like, hey, more stuff's happened to her than than just getting blown up. Mm-hmm. You know, her life's been difficult. So yeah. that's not the she won't let that trauma be the definitive thing in her life. And I think that's why it doesn't make it onto the screen. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, same. And so with the brother, were you guys surprised that we actually met the brother? Well, so me, like James, assumed that he was dead. Yeah, same. (laughs) Until (laughs) until she says he's not dead. And I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because she only talks about him in the past tense. And then clearly alludes to the fact that he was a drug addict, you know, and a junkie and you know, wasn't the best and then got out and now he's not around anymore. Listen, that to me sounds like that guy fucking OD'd somewhere and he's dead. And that's but. what she, she made it to sound like that, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, again, it's, but we didn't, that's, we, we, we get the scene with the brother and then we, the movie kind of ends really soon after that. I think it's supposed to be like the reconnection just to open that part back up. Yeah, that's to what like gonna, move her life forward. It's, yeah. It's just important that she did that and is moving on with her life. That's well, important it's important for, the movie. for her, you know, like her part of it, oh, yeah, her of trauma course, to help close those circles. Hmm. Okay. So I can see why this movie is, was nominated. I can see why Apple put money behind it. Um, is it a movie that I'm going to recommend to people outside of, well, if you want to watch a great movie, slower than yes if you want to watch a movie like john wick probably avoid this one <laughs> that one's not your thing <laughs> but uh yeah i i can i can definitely recommend this so we, we should we move into scoring then i think so i think so all right i'll, I'll go first this, this, this time okay so here's the thing about causeway is i like the movies like this where there, there there might be a slightly larger cast than the two names on the on the marquee of the poster but it is a movie around these two people. And I like smaller, more intimate movies like that. As a matter of fact, I think the writing in this movie is pretty damn powerful at times. And there's a couple of scenes that I think are extremely well written that assume that they don't spoon feed you any information. You have to figure it out. And I really like films that do that. I think those are the better kinds of films to watch. So, I mean, in, in, in my when I was done with this, I was very happy. Am I ever going to turn it on again? Probably not. I'm I'm very happy with this. This is an eight in my book. Jeez. All right, I'll, I'll go second. Eight's high to me from what I experienced with this film. I mean, it's it's a good story. It's easy to digest. It's it's quick, right? Um, it, it's it's like right on the dot for a ninety minute movie. Um, I don't think it was quite that impactful. Um, I, I'm glad I got to go on this this small journey with these two characters, and I am happy to see that it ends on a positive note. But I don't think I'll remember this much past, you know, us talking about it. This is this movie's fine, right? It's it, to me, it's a six and a half at the, okay. and that, that's me being a little generous with it. I think just because I connected with some of the story stuff in it. So yeah, this is six and a half. It's a fine movie. I can recommend it to people that are kind of fit in this vein. But other than that, it's it's just fine. So uh, I'm kind of in the middle between you guys. I think this is a solid seven for me. I think this is a good small character driven story that works across most facets. I don't have any real complaints about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a fastly paced movie. And here's the thing. It works because this movie's not two hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah. This movie's like a solid 90, 
And I think those kind of stories fit real well here because I don't feel like we needed to really explore any more areas of this. I don't feel like we missed out on anything. And with the the small runtime, it doesn't feel like we really missed anything either, which I think is very important. Um, I think they're both great. I think Brian Tyree Henry, this is kind of his movie, not just Jennifer Lawrence, even though she gets the first name on the marquee list. But Mm. Um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, that being said, though, like you guys, I probably won't ever watch this again, but I would probably recommend Causeway to some folks. So uh, a seven is where I'm at. Okay. Seven indeed. So a seven and eight and a 6.5. So that's not too bad for, a, for an Apple nope. movie. No, it's not. I can remember, I think, Roger, we gave very similar marks to Palmer as well. Do you remember that mm-hmm. one with um, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake? And that was also kind of a similar, you know, smaller cast, more uh, more of an intimate story to most people. Uh, but also, it was like a lot of the same story beats, a lot of the same, like, it was a shorter movie. It was, uh, if people haven't seen that one, that's also available on Apple, and you can watch that one, too. It's also, I think it'll surprise you of how much you enjoy Palmer if you like Causeway. I think uh, I think that's another good viewing experience you can have with Apple. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, thank you again for joining me this week, and thank you, listener, for coming along for another ride. This has been episode 324B of Ford Love of Cinema, a movie Please. podcast. Thank you. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Roger Stillian. I have no Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, We're taking a look at Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and Tetris on Apple TV+. Dragon.